Hey guys, what's up? Episode 20. Uh, this is just a little intro. Nate and I did an interview with, um, his name's Rob Yates. He's from We Get Outdoors. Um, great company. Uh, this guy is awesome. We talk about, he gives us his fatherhood experience with his daughter and his new 12-year, 12-week-old son. And uh, just a great, great interview with Rob. Uh, he had a lot of good stuff. I learned a lot from him. I think Nate probably learned a lot from him. Um, so uh, super raw footage. We honestly just, we started recording and we rolled with it. And like I was going to like cut and edit and do some stuff. But I really just wanted all the information that he got out there. I want you guys to listen to it just as it is. Um, super great interview. Uh, like I said, it's We Get Outdoors. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, online. Um, he, uh, he'll talk about in an episode he's getting, a, uh, it's like a pack together that, uh, is like, um, it's a way, you know, for, uh, dads to get outdoors with their kids and, you know, doing stuff together. Uh, I know it's still, uh, they're finishing up right now. Um, he said once he finishes it, He's going to get it to us. Um, we're definitely going to we're, we're, we're going to share it with you guys. So we'll definitely uh, give you more updates as that comes. But uh, enjoy this episode. Super awesome. Um, you're going to love it. I loved it. We had a great time doing it. Um, That's right before Memorial Weekend. I know you guys were waiting for episodes. It's been a couple weeks. I know you want to hear about the golf trip. We're going to talk about it next week. But enjoy this interview with Rob. Um let us know what you think. Like, share it with friends. Tell everybody. Uh, get out there. Happy parenting. Happy Memorial Weekend. Go have fun. Spend some time with the kids. And uh, we will definitely see you guys next week. So um, you guys got this. Stay awesome. Perfect. Now we're here. All right. Awesome. Want to get as much as hey, you hey. Um, So I guess my question, how did you guys find us? Um, can I be honest? Yeah, absolutely. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> we that's we thought the same that, thing. That, 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 so that, 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 that was like, like cool. an answer that we would do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. This happened. Uh, yeah. This happened. So um, we've got, uh, we, uh, we Get Outdoors is um, one of two businesses that me and my business partner, Mark, own. Yeah. And um, our other business is a lot bigger than We Get Outdoors. So we've got like personal a personal assistant each and all that jazz. And um, so we're like, cool, with We Get Outdoors, we're, we're doing this dads and kids thing. Um, so we just said to Kat, my personal assistant, just go find people we can talk to about being a dad and, and see what happens. And um, then suddenly my diary, my schedule ended up being full of people to talk to. And, and you guys are two of them. That's so awesome. I have, I, I have, I don't know what you both do for a job, but pretty much... Um, I own quite a big business and I have no control of my life. My personal assistant, Kat, has 100% control of my life. She does, she books stuff in my diary and I just turn up. That's awesome. She does a great job. I'll give her that. that she, she, she does. She's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. You'll just don't, don't not send her a Zoom link or do something like that. She'll chase you like a dog after a stick for hours. Sounds like you've got a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She pins me, she literally sits me down in my office 
closes the door, puts a coffee in front of me on occasions and makes sure I get the shit done that really needs to get done before I go and do stuff I want to do. There you go. Let's be honest, us men need somebody like that. Yes. We would get no we would get <laughs> nothing done. There'd be nothing completed. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to say that at all. Whatsoever. Uh-uh. I've, I, my, my office is at my house, and so I'm, I look out over my backyard, and um, I look there going, there's a carpentry project I want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> the downfall of working from home. That's it, that's it, that's it. So um, tell me more about, your, uh, about the, the podcast, who listens to it. Um, is this the actual podcast itself we're doing now, or like, do we do that another time? Like, what's the plan? So basically my goal was, you know, like get to go there. I'm just recording in case we want to, like, if we get some good stuff, I can cut it in. But like my goal was, you know, get to know each other and then possibly just do like, uh, I don't know how much time we have. If we could do the recording now, then if so, that would work. If not, then I can, if we get enough good stuff here that works for both of us, you know, cause I want you to be happy with the results and us to be happy with everything. And it works really well then I can take the recording and then we can turn that into the podcast. But I mean, like I said, it's pretty lighthearted. Like I just wanted to, you know, do a meet and greet, get to know you, you get to know us. And like, you know, I mean, just like our podcast, we're just sitting there, we kind of hit some topics, but we really just kind of free for all with it. So I think that, um, you know, whatever you want, I mean, we can have, we'll record it and then I'll make the podcast. I'll definitely send it to you guys so you can, you can clear whatever you want to clear and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, really, I just wanted to get to know you guys and like, you know, what you wanted to get across to us. Like, uh, like we'd like to know a little bit more about uh, We Get Outdoors. And I know that Kat had sent us something about the, uh, the dad and kid, what dad and kid system. Whatever that, that program. The, the program system. that he was talking, yeah. she was telling us about. The, we the yard adventure. Yeah, yeah. And we just wanted to learn more about that. So, I mean, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Cool. Well, um, it, it's like something that happened by accident, the yard adventure pack. Um, I, I refused when I became a dad to like to to give up my life because I became a dad. Definitely. Um, like, no, I'm going to integrate my now two kids, but then one kid into what I do. So when I go hiking, she's coming hiking um when when i do diy or renovation work on the house she's getting involved um which has been spectacular in every possible way from disaster to joy <laughs> yeah anyway she she managed to pour out once pour a, a can of varnish over her head which was quite spectacular and <laughs> luckily her, how old is she she's just turned five now but then she was about two and a half <laughs> and um I turned my back, she got hold of it. And next thing you know, it's treated like shampoo. And luckily my wife was at the store and uh, I sat her in the, the sink outside, we got like an outside sink. And I sat her in that in the basin and uh, with, yeah, with thinners and turpentine and managed to wash it all off her and then go and put her in. I worked out my wife had loads of conditioner for her hair and I thought, well, that'll put, that'll stop the skin being dry. So then we did all that, and my wife got home. I was like, "Oh, you've even bathed Caitlin! Um, <laughs> wow, and she's so clean and smells so good." Like, <laughs> part of my yeah, language, but thank God you weren't home two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Wouldn't even have mentioned it. Yeah. Like, Dad did that for you, honey. Totally did it. Yeah, did it for that's, you. It. that's it. That's it. No, I, I, 
it, it took me about two weeks to confess um, that that is the truth. But uh, yes, anyway, but before Christmas, um, I've 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 got a, like a 120 year old house and, and a, a large-ish. It's not that large, but a large-ish property, and we we bought it as a wreck for me to do up and, and renovate from the ground upwards. And um, so before Christmas, I'm talking to Mark, my business partner, on a Monday morning, and he's like, "What did you do at the weekend?" I was like, "Oh, I gamified making a making a new fence in the backyard." And he's like, "You what?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caitlin helped me make the fence at the weekend. And he's like, what, for like 20 minutes? And I'm like, no, no, she did it for nine hours on Saturday and about eight hours on Sunday. And he's like, what, but, but what do you mean? I'm like, well, I gave her all the offcuts of wood and I gave her my spare um, battery power dr drill and I, with, with a bit in it. And I gave her a screwdriver and a hammer and nails and a little baby hacksaw. And she made her own fence and she bashed the crap out of stuff for two days straight really and thought she had a great time and he's like how on earth did you do that and I'm like well, I don't know I just kind of did <laughs> I just said here yeah I don't know. literally it was she's like daddy can I help and I thought well it, I don't want to put her off so I'll just say yes and then she says how and you're like well there's there's some wood and here's a hammer and here's some nails and here's some screws and here's my go do it and then she wanted to hold things and hold plank, new planks of wood up against the fence when I was dri driving them in. And um, yeah, and she spent all weekend doing it. And, and his, Mark said to me, you don't realize how rare that is that a guy can do that. And I'm like, well, for me, it's just like, that's the weekend. That's, that's the stuff that we do. And then he started confessing that he wouldn't know where to start, how to get his boy to do that with him for a whole weekend. And then a whole bunch of my customers in the other business asked similar questions and said the same thing. And they're like, you should put something together where you combine the outdoor stuff that you're really good at, but like in a way that dads can have things to do with their kids in their backyard that isn't Barbie dolls and Xboxes and stuff like that. It's, I guess it's just guy stuff with their kids. And so that's, that's where it came from. And I've spent the past four months or so badly learning how to film shit and audio record stuff and get stuff edited and and bribing my daughter to do the same thing eight times repetitively because the first seven times were crap and um <laughs> and, and put this put this like what is it I think it's a 12 12 sessions with an introduction and like a conclusion video and um, put those 12 sessions together um, where, where, you know, you can get kids doing the most extraordinary things um, if you just give them permission to. Like, Caitlin uses um, a, a full-on sheath knife. She cuts vegetables in the kitchen with a chef's knife. She uses my power drills. She uses, like, she can do all that stuff. I just think parents get in the way of their kids on occasions and make too big a deal about stuff. And you've got to be a bit safe. But I mean, kids are more scared of dangerous things than we are, or the, like, they're quite nervous. Um, so, you know, she lights the fire when we barbecue. I mean, they, they, they can do this stuff. And that's really what all that's about, is about how can we get our kids doing grown-up things um, and, I don't know, help them in later life, I suppose. 
you know, all too often. Oh, go on, Nate, tell, go on, tell me your story because I want to well, know what like you think as well. Because I'm currently, and if you've ever listened to the podcast, Chad's always on my ass about it. I've got a, I've got a place set in the back that's three stories, and it's taken me so far four months to do, but I'm doing it by myself. You know, it's a twenty-hour, mm. it's a twenty-hour deal with two people. You know, I only have a certain amount of time in a day, but my son is always, Daddy, can I help you? But then I'm in my mind going, well, but I don't think this is something that you can help daddy with. You know, I'm up here, you're up there, you can fall, da, 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 da. Or, you know, I've got to stay precise on, you know, each step of this, this play set. But I like where you're at with that because I need that myself to say, hey, look, you know, maybe he can do some of this stuff. You know, give him a chance. If he can, he can't, but at least I allowed him to try it. And who knows, he could just totally surprise the hell out of me. I don't know. So I, I worked on this little theory that, or not theory, I don't know what it is, idea, I suppose, that I'd rather my, like my, my back fence is, uh, I'd rather that took an extra day to do, but I got to hang out with my daughter for what ended up being four, day, four days straight, than I would try and bash it out in two, two long 12 hour days, you know what I mean, that sort of thing, and get shit done, and where I don't get to spend and not have that time with your daughter. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it slows stuff down. I, I won't deny that. But, but I get to hang out with a cool little five-year-old who's got all sorts of weird and wonderful shit that she wants to do. And she wants to build a wooden unicorn. And I'm like, go do it. Here's the drill. Here's the drill and the screwdriver. And, and I think the thing in our, our grown-up head is that they have to do exactly the same thing as us at the same time. And actually, like your son, given a saw and some bits of offcuts and some nails and a hammer, he can go and build his own perfect thing. Um, it's just that he's doing it with you in the same room and he feels like he's with daddy helping daddy. Um, that's, that's like, that's powerful. That's, my, my that's powerful. I like that. I think you're like blending this thing where it's like dad's it's like like Nate was saying you know he wants to get this thing done and you're like how can we incorporate hanging out with our kids and still getting our projects done in a timely manner and you're like well we can give them this thing where they're building their own little thing and we're still working and at times like they're intrigued because I mean let's face it kids they they've got to, their mind has to be you know continually stimulated and it's like we hmm. keep thinking of different things but it's like like you're saying it's like oh man this is dangerous but like it's it's just a mindset like kids have to learn you know they got to learn how to use these things and it's like like you said they're nervous they're they're more scared than we are so they're gonna like you look at them and they're like they're definitely gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna just jump right in they're gonna be slow about it and it's cool because like when you're talking about building the fence i work in construction so like stuff like that for me is super big and like just when you said that it made me go back to my childhood when I used to go to work sites with my dad because he owned his own company. And part of my babysitting was just being dumped on the job with my dad. And he would literally hand me scraps and a screw gun. And I would just like, just put things together. But it was like, he was watching me. I'm intrigued. I'm still stimulated. I built like a thing that my dad called an electric chair, but it was just like, just thinking at it. It's, it's hard. Like sometimes we get in our own way. And it's cool for you to see that, like, you thought of that while you're building a fence. You're like, how can we incorporate our daughters? Because, like, I mean, I've been trying to think of outdoor activities to do with my daughter as she gets older. And I know that, you know, when you're going outside, it's like, okay, you're playing with toys. 
and I have a project list. I wonder if we can do those together where it's like we make doing projects fun for everyone. So I think that's really mm. cool what you're doing. That's awesome. Um, my son's only three and baseball is a real big part of my life. That's the, what I do on the side. I own my own insurance agency, but my son has an attention span of a three-year-old. Like he can only, he can only focus on one thing for not even five minutes. He's got to move on. Right. So me, mm. you know, with the love of baseball, trying to get him to want to play catch with me and, you know, or hit the baseball with me doesn't last very long. Right. <clears throat> so we ended up getting these Velcro pads with a tennis ball and it yep. sticks to it. In his mind, he's doing it right, but I'm just like throwing it out. He's like, I got it, right? So, but what you're saying is that the joy that I get out of doing something like that, like where you guys are at, why can that not be the same? Hmm. You're you're just integrating. The actions are different, but it's still the same entire. It's still the same. You're still interacting with kids just on a different level, and actually teaching them life things that, like your daughter, when she's 15 years old, isn't going to say or Let's say she's 18. She's now in college saying, dad, I need you to come hang this picture. She already knows how to use the tools. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, that's, that's huge. I think that's its own weight in gold in my opinion. And making it fun. And making it fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just think we put, but by us trying to rush to get stuff done, we put so many barriers in our own way of hanging out with our kids. And is it all right if I have an, um, a politically incorrect rant slightly is that all right yeah go for it absolutely what i'm about to say is not politically correct in the slightest joe biden will have a fucking heart attack if he hears this <laughs> which might be a good thing um now so we, we we're in this you're ready you're ready. So, ready so we're in we're in this generation of feminine males right who've been brought up by their mum until their teenage years and then they fucked off to college or got a job and left home right that's that's what's happened and and, and it's happened because there's so much pressure on guys to provide huge amounts of materialistic stuff for the house so the guys work their ass off they're then expected to maintain the house and they're exhausted and they never actually get to spend any time with their kids if you think about it really i, I think about my own dad like my own dad was incredible, but I didn't know him till I was 15. Like he, he ran a business where he worked 14 hours a day, six days a week. He didn't have any time for a kid. He, he, wanted, he wanted a kid to do grown up things on his terms, right? Like go, go mountain hiking. Well, six year olds don't go mountain. Well, my, my daughter does go mountain hiking with me, but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, absolutely. Is there any wonder if you have little boys who are just brought up by female teachers and by their mums the entire time, that then they end up declaring themselves as gay and voting Democrat? I'm sorry if you vote Democrat, by the way, but I'm just like, is there, like, it makes logical sense, right? You, we're all creatures of the environment we're in. Exactly. You got it. Okay, you're on board. I, I, I say it all the time. You are, you're the product of your environment. If you, are, if you are around something for so long, it tends to rub off, off on you and you start to act and, and think certain ways. Not, not because that's what you want. It's just that's natural. I think it's a natural reaction to what you're around consist, on a consistent basis. <clears throat> so. Yeah. 
I, I would I would 100% agree with you. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, and I'm not saying that there's any huge amounts of wrong. What I'm saying is that there's, as you said, there's, there's like logical consequences of actions. Um, if, if you put somebody in, if you put like my, my little girl in an all male environment, she will end up having a huge amount of male tendencies because it'll just rub off on her. Absolutely. And if you think about young boys, nine out of 10, if not more primary schools, teachers are female. 60% of high school teachers are female. They're with their mum. Anybody who does childcare, not anybody, but a lot of people who do childcare after school and weekends and whatever else are female. And well, it's just going to rub off, isn't it? So if we as dads recognise that, dare I say it, maybe it's time to man up and go and get our little kids to go and appreciate what, what masculinity is about. And not in some, I'm right, you're wrong, I've got bigger muscles, the man's got to be the man of the house the entire time, 1840s sort of way. Um, I think we've moved a long way since then. But like, boys have to understand what that testosterone is that flows through their body and how it can be used for good as opposed to just rage. Yep. Um, and I think that's our job as, as dads. It was, certainly, I view that as my job as a dad anyway. Mm -hmm. And I've just alienated half the people that might buy my product. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, man. I totally get it. Yeah, like I said, I think a lot of the podcast was the same way was like getting dads more active. It's like, we're, we're parenting, but I think like, like you said, like you've created this system that like, we just like, we, like we're like, I feel like for moms, there's just like handbooks on like how to raise your kid, how to do this and that and the other. And then as dads, it's like, basically we're just raised to keep the household. Like, it's like, all right, you're taught to maintain, you're taught to do these physical things, work on the cars, work on the house, do the yard, stuff like that. We don't get these classes in parenthood. We don't get the classes in fatherhood and stuff like that. So it's like, how can we incorporate both ways where we're still doing those things as the father, as the man of the house, but also we can incorporate that part of being the father of the house, being active, taking on some of the motherly roles that we can get involved in and doing the, you know, making it more of a team effort. So it's like when my wife wants to leave the house for a weekend, she doesn't think I'm going to kill the kid. You know, she knows that I can keep it alive and I'm trying to, and that's what I'm trying to do for all dads. It's like, we want our wives to trust us with our kids. We want to be able to hang out with our kids, still get our stuff done and kind of just, you know, make it easy for us. Because sometimes we look at it and we're like, I don't know what this is. But for me, I mean, I, I think I saw it when my wife became a mother, like it, like it was instilled in her somehow. There's some genetic code that makes them moms. They're just raised that way. And like you said, like mm. sometimes we don't get like we've all like I when you told your story about your dad, I kind of felt the same way. My dad ran his own business. He worked a lot of long hours great guy and always see him around but like spending time together was kind of tough because like he gets home late he's got to take care of the yard he's got to do stuff like that and it's just like really trying to incorporate everything together I mean it's amazing so I mean the more that you talk about this the more I'm just like I'm all in man I love it this is cool well I just I've I've observed recently and um like you're going to set me off on, on a soapbox moment if you're not careful but uh, I've I've observed recently that there's a ever-increasing group of the population that's really large that can't do basic practical stuff 
Like they can't ch can't change the oil on the car or brake discs on their car, which is not rocket science. It's flipping simple. They can't do basic carpentry or paint a wall or wire a plug on an electrical device or I don't know. You could go on with a list of things, and even with YouTube, which let's be honest about it, YouTube is my is the gift when it comes to I'm stuck and I don't know what to do next. I'm going to yeah. YouTube it. Um, and I'll watch three different YouTubes, figure it out, screw it up twice, and then, then make it work. Um, but even with YouTube, there's a huge bunch of guys out there and girls who can't do really, really, really basic stuff. And with the greatest of respect to everybody on planet Earth, like ideas and theories and degrees and all those sorts of things are wonderful, but they're absolutely useless unless somebody can plumb your kitchen or wire your wire your living room or i don't know cut your grass or build a fence or it's all useless stuff um we're just treading into this world where people can't do practical things that really we should be able to do um and so maybe that's another role of a dad help as you, as you said nate help my daughter when she wants to hang a picture in her room one day to be able to go do it herself yep. like uh when we moved into this house you know i had to change all the uh the outlets and and no 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 bullshit. I've never done it a day in my life, not once. I wasn't, but the way I look at it is like, okay, I'm gonna undo it, and then I'm gonna just do it the way it was. I wasn't scared. I just if I mess it up, guess what? I still can call somebody. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna at least attempt it, and then guess what? If I do it correctly, I know I can do it down the future. You know, I'm redoing the the bathroom down here. Yes, it takes me longer than normal. Don't don't laugh. Don't make any jokes, but. I'm going to attempt it. I'm going to learn things that I've not done so I can teach my son. And honestly, now that we've talked, the next time I go to attempt this project to keep it going, I'm going to have my son down here with me. And he's just going to sit on his ass right next to me and either watch me, ask questions, or like you said, I'm going to give him a piece of pipe if I'm redoing the plumbing for the water. Just here, buddy. Do something with it. Yeah. Why, why not? He will do. You know, little kids learn far more, far quickly than educated older kids, than teenagers. There was a, a study done, I think about six or seven years ago, and, and I can't remember the exact exact data behind it, but um, they, they gave a paper clip to a bunch of two-year-olds and said, like, how many different ways could you, could you figure out how to use this, this paper clip? And, and it was like to about a thousand two-year-olds. And the two-year-olds came up with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ways of how you could use the, the, the paperclip, including making it five million times bigger and calling it a spaceship. I mean, like every possible, do you know what I mean? Like every thing. And, and then, they found a, then they found the same number of seven-year-olds and the same number of 15-year-olds. You know that the 15-year-olds couldn't come up more with, with more than eight ways of using the paperclip. Yeah, because... Because at that age, you're, you're just so focused on a certain direction and you're, you no longer have the, uh, the mind to think of outside the box, the imagination yeah. of it. You know, you're 15, you don't have that imagination anymore. You're, you think you're a grown up, you know, you, you think of what's reality and what's not. But like you said, you got the little kid that's, there is no box. There is no box. He's, he's a mile yeah. outside of the box down the road thinking, like you said, we make it big enough, we can make a spaceship. 
There's not a single mm. thing I was going to even think that. Not at all. Not even going to come close to that. So that's it. Yep. And the only thing that's changed between the two-year-old and the 15-year-old is the 15-year-old's been to school for a whole bunch of years. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I love it. They've actually... So, so the, the researcher suggests, his name's Sir Ken Robinson, he suggests that the um, that schools actually teach kids how not to think. Um, they just teach them to memorise information. That's what that's what he would suggest. And uh, it's... I mean, well, think about when you're... I mean, how this has been... 17 years since I've been in, in high school, but you know, what's your daily routine when you go to school? You listen, you look, you read a book, your job is to memorize it and then take a test on it. And then that's really it. There, yeah, there's really no life skills involved. I mean, I think I'm a big, I'm a big proponent on teach me how to, you know, do banking, show me how to invest and things like that. Hey, we've got a visitor. Yeah, we do. Cash. What's up, dude? Come say hi. Hey, come here and say hi. Hey, Cash. What, Dad? <laughs> what, Dad? Hey, hey. Dad, Dad, Noel, what were you trying to say? Can you say, say hi, Dad? Dad, Noel, what were you trying to say? I was saying, come down and say hi. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh he was supposed to be napping and he didn't nap whatsoever because we're uh, we're leaving in about two hours to go camping for the weekend for Memorial Day. So awesome. He loves it. What a cool thing. He, he can't get he can't get enough of it. We try to go every three weeks and and again that was another thing when it goes back to you you creating this this platform. That's what the camper was for me. I told Sarah right away I was like we're getting a camper. We're taking the kids, they're gonna go in the outdoors and we're gonna, you know, just enjoy ourselves as a family. And he loves mm. it, can't get enough of it. We'll be a mile down the road after we leave for the weekend and he's already ready to go back. So I get it, I love it. First time we took my daughter camping, she, uh, she howled, she was about nine months old. Just, she'd learned to walk the week before. So she's like, walks quite young. And she cried when she saw the tent coming down. Uh, we, we go tent camping. Yeah. Um, she saw the tent coming down and she cried in the back of my truck for about an hour. That's awesome. And she's that young, she couldn't say why. Do you know what I mean? They don't know why, but she just... And then the next time we went camping, we packed up and she howled and cried again. And it's just, she loved it so much, she wants to do it more. Um, awesome. But I mean, what a flipping... What a powerful gift we have. Like, what an opportunity to go and make a difference in future generations we, we hold in our hands. And either we can choose to ignore it or we can choose to do, frankly, exciting, adventurous, cool shit with it. Um, and uh, I, I'm definitely in the let's go do cool shit category. I'm, the more of that, the better. Love to do cool shit. Awesome. I love to do cool so I wanted to bring back, I know we weren't recording when you were telling your story at the hospital. That, I mean, it sounds like a great story with your wife going through all that stuff. And I really was, I was wondering if you, you know, if you could tell us that story again. So like, you know, we, you know, tell it to the listeners. I didn't record it the first yeah. time. I mean, it sounds no like. Worries. So um, uh, I, I got back from, um, so our daughter was uh, due to be born on the 31st of May, I can't, 2016, I think it was. Um, 
probably like most guys, I'm really bad with dates in the past. Uh, they've gone. Yeah. Um, and um, I got back from home on the 30th of May and I got I finished work early that day. So I got back, walked back into our living room at like about four o'clock in the afternoon. And my wife sat there on our couch and I just looked at her and everything about her was different. And I'm, I said to her, you've, you've gone into labour. No, no, I'm fine. I'm just having an off day. I'm like, uh-uh, you've gone into that. She said, but my waters haven't broken. And I'm like, yeah, how does your belly feel? Oh, really tight. Ah, you know, that, that's, um, so off, off we go to the hospital. And um, that's about four o'clock in the afternoon. And she tries to do natural labor. She, then the baby gets stuck. And then they like manipulate the baby so we can try natural labor again. And then she has an epidural. And then like, you know, so many drugs that a junkie would be happy sort of stuff going into her. Um, and, and it all comes to an end at 4 p.m. the following day. So 24 hours later with a, an emergency cesarean, a spinal tap, and my wife is done. She is out for the count. And um, I remember my daughter was seconds old and the, um, the doctor, the gynecologist, like just passed me this little bundle. I said, here you are, here's your daughter. I've never held a baby in my life before, ever. Like, and, and I know what people say, but I've just never held, never held it at all. Anyway, a few hours pass and my wife can't walk and she keeps going like in and out of sleep. I suppose like verging on drugged consciousness. I don't know. Um, and a, about 6 p.m. We're in this room in the hospital um, and there's myself, my wife and my little girl. And the, the nurse is adamant, a bit like you said, Nate. She's adamant that the baby's going to the like nursery type place in the maternity thing. And I'm like, you're having a laugh. The most precious thing I've ever had put in my hands has been put in my hands. And now all you want to do is take it away. Like F off. Um, and she's, oh, well, are you sure? And your wife's not capable and this, that and the other because of the drugs and so on and so forth here's the emergency button press this and whatever you need whatever you need it i'll i'll come and and, and then she changed caitlin's very first nappy and i watched her doing it and you know like all of us we've heard all of these stories about changing nappies or diapers sorry you'll say in the us won't you diapers <laughs> and you've heard all of these stories and when you watch this nurse do it is, is, is that it like seriously all of those stories and all you've got to do is open it up, clean it up, put some cream on, put a new diaper back on and throw the other one in the trash can. I mean, is, is, no, it's is not that it? Science. It's not rocket science. Yeah. Uh, and yet, if you speak to anybody before you have a kid, they turn it into like nuclear physics and rocket science combined. <laughs> and all this stuff that can go wrong and the baby's head and the neck and the this and the that and oh my Lord. Anyhow. So, so that night, um, Caitlin spent most of the night sleeping on my bare chest, like skin to skin. And as I laid there terrified to go to sleep because I didn't want to drop the little thing. Um, and when you feel that little noise and rumble in the, in the palm of your hand, you're like, oh, well, she's crapped herself. So I better go change the nappy. And you get the, the black tarry like poo that yeah. comes out to start, that sticks up everything. And um, so I did about four nappies or five nappies that night. And then just before six o'clock the following morning, the same nurse came back and basically told me off 
um, very severely for being an incompetent dad who wasn't looking after his daughter and his wife and had to call her and this, that and the other. And, you know, the, the kid, the, the girl will be hungry and she'll be dirty. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like when she cried after I just changed her nappy, um, she's like, you changed her nappy? I'm like, yeah, of course I did. Like, I copied what you did. Nate, it's a bit like you, a bit, it's exactly like changing the electrical sockets in the house, right? You, you took the socket off, you saw how they were wired, you're like, well, I'll, I'll copy that and put a new socket back on. Well, nappy changing is the same deal. Yep. Um, and, and she gave me this, and her expectation was, he's a guy, he can't do anything. And I reckon if there was one tipping moment of me deciding that I wasn't going to be that dad, I reckon that was the moment of, of somebody telling me I can't look after my own kid when everything inside me says my number one job on planet Earth is to look after my own kid. Right. And, and, and it's not complicated. Um, it's, it's really, really, really not. I mean, honestly, for anybody who's going to be a dad out there who doesn't have kids yet, go and find one of your buddies or mates who's got a little baby and go and say, can I watch you change the nappy? Or can you even talk me through? Every dad will say yes, right? I mean, both of you would have said yes. I would say yes. 100%. Definitely. And, and like, ladies go on like prenatal or antenatal courses and classes, you know, all the breathing and the, what you should buy and this and that. There should be like a dad's pre-baby course that involves steak and beer. Yeah. Definitely steak and beer and a fire. <laughs> And, um, and and a couple of dads bring their babies along and we can all have a go at changing their diapers and putting a bottle in their mouth and holding one. And then we can drink more, drink more beer and eat more steak. And frankly, well, the world would be a good place. I think, we should, I think it, should, it should be a week-long hiking type trip or a hunting or fishing trip. I think it's a great, but I don't want to cheer, uh, steal Chad's thunder on that and why he wanted you to redo that story, but. I truly believe that's exactly uh, that that exact story of her already looking at you saying, well, he's a man. She stereotyped you and said, he, he does not know how to do any of this. He needs my help. But because you didn't ask for it, you were a bad dad already from day one. And I think that's why Chad started this to say, look, guys, we as fathers can do what the mothers are doing. We can't put you on our tit, but we can we can we can take care of you and not kill you and we can raise you. Yeah, exactly. That's so, exactly. We're not as dumb as we look. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. We're not. And actually, we enjoy doing those types of things too. We do. Yeah, you want yeah. to be a part of your kid's life, don't you? That's that's the thick and thin of it, and, and not just a few bits when they take up football or baseball in teenage years, and you know you become the assistant coach on the team, or you go and support or do that stuff. I want to do stuff with my kids now when they're little. Um, the thing is, we all have heard the psychology out there. Kids learn almost everything. So sorry, humans learn almost everything they're going to learn before the age of seven. Like that, that research has been done. Nobody argues the toss about that. Freud started it 170 something years ago um, and it hasn't changed since. So surely if we're going to be great dads, the first seven years of life is the really important bit because that's when the kids are really learning stuff. Um, the, the, the stuff after that is, is polishing the thing you've created as opposed to 
trying to start from scratch on how to use a saw maybe. Did you say that you have, do you have two now? Do you have two kids now? I, I had, so I'm 45 and I had a COVID baby. So um, we, we were in lockdown last August. And, a lot of time um, on your hands. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. And, um, but this, the, the great thing was my wife and I weren't allowed to go to, into the office or go to work properly, but the, the preschool was open, the nursery was open for my daughter to go to when she was four. So she was out of the house from half past eight till four o'clock every day at a preschool. And so, you know, you've got to find some form of entertainment and Netflix gets a bit old after a while. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Oh my god! It's no longer. It's no longer. You gotta wait till she goes to bed. Man, we had all day. We had all day. That's it. <laughs> we had all day. It was. It was like dating again. You know, this is just. It's just game on, and it can be ten o'clock in the morning. Well, it's fantastic. Anyway, so yeah, so we've got we've got. Uh, in answer to your question, I've got a twelve-week-old little boy and um, a five-year-old daughter. So yeah, so we're just uh, juggling. Somebody once said to me that more kids gets easier, and I, I hope it does. But the the first twelve weeks so far has been a little bit of a roller coaster. I think it's I think it would be harder in your situation for the to be such a spread out age gap. So for me, I've got a three year old and I've got an almost two year old, and they're not that far removed from each other. So if Cash is doing that's my son, the three year old. If he's doing something, Remy, my daughter, she can not do it to that capacity but she's right behind you so it's not hmm. well, we got to keep we got to keep like in your your instance got to keep the five-year-old busy and what the five-year-old wants to do but then now we've got the 12 week old baby you know they're on two different realms here right so hmm. i think it's simple i didn't everybody's like oh you've got two now it's a party oh god you guys are so busy yeah we're busy but it's not hard it's not hard whatsoever hmm. in my opinion i think it's simple it's fine I'd have like, another one. We, you have another one? I'd have another one. I would. I would have another one tomorrow. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. But I would. I would. I, well, uh, I'm not the one having it. She's the one having it. Yeah, I'd have a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> it, goes back, it goes back to the, when, when guys say we're pregnant, well, we're not technically pregnant. You are, but I'm a part of it. <laughs> not hard. I was in the hospital room. It was easy. I thought delivery was awesome. Baby and so I didn't have any pain at all. Let's do it again. But to be, yeah, like I said, it's it really wasn't much of a difference. You just now instead of one, you've got two, in my opinion. And maybe I'm one of the lucky ones, I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is tough for some people, which I'm sure it is, but it's not bad. I think it probably is easier because like my daughter's got pretty close to five years of being the only child. And when not when she says jump, that somebody jump, a parent jumps, but when she wants something, there's always one of us who's available. Like if, if I'm up into the roof, renovating the roof space and my wife's downstairs, my wife does it, or if my wife's, she's a psychologist. If she's got to go see a client, then I'm around. Do you know what I mean? There's always somebody. Right. And, and, and now like it's what, 10 to nine at night for me now, um, I work most evenings and then so my daughter's used to just being have, able to have mummy in the evenings and um, it, it, this if she wants her she's asleep now but you know what I mean that like 6 to 8 p.m. time um, and it's now mummy's juggling too 
um, and she's she's not the only one anymore. But um, we've 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 cracked on though. We actually took the attitude that we had for Caitlin and little Luke's done a, done two 13 hour road trips with us now, going on vacation for a week. Um, you know, uh, with with a dog. Yeah, imagine that in a truck. Two kids, a wife, a dog, and one of the kids is 12 weeks old, and you've got 13 hours drive time ahead of you. Um, yeah, that was, that was special. taking the dogs yet. You need to do a class for sure. You need to teach a class. That's awesome. <laughs> 13 hours of 12 weeks. I couldn't imagine it. Like, we, I just took my daughter on a two-hour trip at, like, five months, and, I mean, I was like, is this going to work? I mean, it worked out perfectly, <laughs> but, I mean, just to have, you know, the cocoon is to say, like, listen, this kid can do it. And I'm like... I mean, I, 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 maybe there's probably a confidence that comes with that second kid, but man, I would, I just, I wouldn't have it, but that, that's awesome. Like to, to know that you have the, like, it's, it's possible. You can do it. You can travel with kids. It's just like that mindset that we get that we can't do certain things with them. And like you said in the beginning, I'm becoming a father. I'm not just going to be a dad. I still have my own life to live. So it's like, we can't just mm. give up our lives and make it about like, we want them to be a part of our lives and we, we want to all have we want to all have our same life still, right? So we we've taken our Caitlin everywhere. So I've got um, I've got a new truck now, but I used to have a Toyota Prado four by four, and um, my wife and I have always loved since we moved to South Africa. We've always the, the adventuring you can do here. Oh my goodness me! Just like point the compass in a direction and, and drive. Um, it, it is incredible. It does come with its dangers, but it is incredible. And um, we, we had one of the um, arms of the steering rack snap on the Namibian border, um, 400 miles from the nearest town. And um, like the whole, whole of the Prado went up onto two wheels on one side and we're on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Up onto two wheels and then thumped back down again. And then the the arm that that went like went properly at that point in time and bent at 90 degrees and um we've got caitlin my daughter i think she was about a year and a bit old at that point in time in in the back of the car and my wife's like rob what are you doing as the car's going up and all i remember is caitlin giggling in the back seat in, in her in her baby seat like as though it's the world's best fairground and so much fun um but you know we we all was good. The the car, I, I didn't manage to roll the car. That was good news. Um, and uh, luckily, there was a, um, a diamond mine um, about 20 miles away, and there was one bar of cell phone service. So uh, I could call a breakdown truck from 400 miles away. And um, they it, it cost me a fortune, but we sat there and sang songs with her in the car for 12 hours till the truck arrived with the aircon on in the desert in on the Namibian border and um all's good kids can do this stuff yeah. um for her she was just delighted to have more mummy and daddy time with no car moving for 12 hours where she gets to sing songs and be entertained um <laughs> I got a story like that Honestly, I feel like kids are the smart ones and we're just the dumb ones. Like they to, to, an, to, to an extent, I agree. I mean, it's the creativity, really. It's just like we see the bad in situations, but at a young age, they're still just finding the fun part of it. Yeah, in her mind, that wasn't chaos. In you and your wife's mind, it was absolutely chaotic. 
but she's giggling. So in my old truck, I got rear-ended and I shit you not, Pash is probably a year and a half old. And the first thing out of his mouth was, again, can we do that again? We're <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <"Nah." laughs> I mean, I mean, that car behind us that, that rear-ended us, it was absolutely totaled. I mean, the person's okay, but done. I mean, it hit us like a brick shit house and literally he just, it was quiet. He goes, can we do that again? <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh my no. God. But I mean, that's their mind frame. Everything, they're just there to enjoy the hell out of their life. Doesn't matter what they're doing, as long as, like you said, with mom and dad. Yeah. Let's do it. And then, so we, we then had, so after that, it took, um, after we'd been recovered, we went to this little town called Springbok that anybody can go and look on Google Earth and go find in South Africa. It's in the, back end of it's called a town but really it's the size of a village and it's got this tiny campsite that people only normally spend one night at it's like a transition sort of place on, on a long journey as people are going up through africa and, and we ended up being stuck there for eight nights just because they had to get parts from um, johannesburg and parts from cape town and the, the courier vehicle broke down it was just a, the world's biggest screw up to get my prado back on the road um and ironically Caitlin absolutely loved it like she was she she chased the campsite cats around she swam in the little pool it, it was it, it wasn't if you were to book a holiday to go to a campsite with like your your RV or your your camper or whatever it might be you 100% would not book to go at this campsite you'd look at the website and go uh -uh, no not going there um no. and, and, and yet she had the most amazing time and i suppose that made it good for us as well um i think had she not been with us my wife and i would probably have sat and bickered for most of those eight nights you know squabbled about we don't have a vehicle you might have got divorced oh, maybe did. <laughs> yeah that's all it's true, isn't it? Uh, and there's so this true. little thing. There's this little thing that just sees the good in everything. And um, like it's a bit philosophical, but I wonder what would happen if us as grown adults just saw the good in everything. If if I don't know, would we be happier, more successful, make more money, be better dads? I, I don't know the answer to the question, but um I I, I reckon life would be happier, that's for certain. I, I would totally agree with you. Society would be a hell of a lot different right now if, if we lived as kids do, thought thinking wise. If we saw, like you yeah. said, the good and everything and didn't just dwell on the past and, you know, just be upset about anything and everything and just were happier, obviously, I think society would be just different. I would almost guarantee That's it. it. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Learn from each other. Is a, um, there's an Australian comedian called Tim Minchin. Takes us takes conversations like this and then people to hear and, th and and think the same way. So that's it. I think it's powerful. I think it's very powerful. That's it. There's an Australian comedian called Tim Minchin who uh, does all sorts of really funny stuff. And one of the things he says is um, all guys have uh, just like, I've got to get this right, but something is something like this. Um, uh, all guys have assholes and all guys have opinions. But what all guys should do is learn to clean their opinions as often as they clean their assholes. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. 
It's a good. I love it. That is a great one. That is uh, perfect, man. Write this, you gotta write, write that. Down. Write that one down real fast. Clean your ass. <laughs> you clean your asshole. That's like, great. I'm gonna live my life by that. That might be. That'll be the title of our uh, podcast episode. Clean your opinions as much as you clean your asshole. There's some clickbait for you if ever you've heard of it. <laughs> well, I think um, well we got times pretty much uh, out for us. Yep. You gotta get going, and I got some stuff to do. We really want to thank you so much for doing this interview. You've been awesome. Um, if I could, I like honestly, if you're okay with it, everything we recorded, I would like to share, but that's up to you. I don't know if you like. Because I mean, this is this is exactly how I like our podcast to go. Is just us kind of just going back and forth and being relaxed. Because like for us dads, you know, it's hard. You know, some dads are like, I don't want to listen to this thing where it's trying to teach me stuff, as opposed to just listen to some dudes kick back, like you said, with that mentality, steaks and beers, changing the diaper. You know, that's the mentality that dads have to have to learn. You know, we have to be mm. enticed. Bring us in with beer. You know, bring us in with steak, and then teach us something hands-on that kind of mentality so um we thank you so much uh we're so grateful for this this is one of the best interviews ever honestly like you like your stories were amazing i like i've i've learned so much from you like it's just great this is what i love to do like the podcast isn't for me to teach it's for me to learn and i've learned a lot from you as a dad so i thank you on that level not just on a podcaster level so definitely uh want to keep in touch for sure I'm intrigued with yeah. uh, we get outdoors and everything. Yeah. Would love to keep in touch as much as possible. And I will tell you this, if Chad and I are ever in the opportunity to be able to come to South Africa, you're getting a phone call. <laughs> well, uh, likewise with Indiana. And hey, we've always got rooms for people to stay in and beer in the fridge and steak to go on the fire. So um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, go for it. What I'll do is um, the Dads and Kids Yard Adventure Pack is being finished well, I've done my stuff now. There's other people like building a web page and whatever else, because yeah. um, it's like an online thing. Is I'll I'll get Cat to send you a um, free access to it, so you guys can go and do it with your kids um, and have have a go. Um, and if any of your listeners want to buy it, what I'll do is I'll set you up a link. So that if anybody wants to buy it through you, we give, because it's only $37, but we'll just give you guys 10 bucks for the podcast for every person who buys it. So if it's a way of putting some cash back in your pocket or some beer in your stomach, then um, we'll set that up for you. Awesome. That would awesome. be totally awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely share it with everybody. We'll, uh, you know, get it on our social media page and we can't, I can't wait to try it. I'm super excited. So. Yeah, we do all sorts of stuff. And there were some bloody disasters in filming it as well. But that's, uh, yeah. Caitlin didn't have to go to hospital, but it got very close at one point in time. Oh. That's all I'll say. We want the blooper reel. That's what we want to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, I know it's late for you. Uh, I got to get this camper packed up. But uh, again, like you that, do that. Thank you so much enjoyed every every minute of it and uh, look forward to keeping in touch and uh, seeing what the future holds likewise likewise cheers guys i'll speak to you very soon stay awesome yeah. Yeah. Bye.